Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota racing team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like sixth grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, here's your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition and episode of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew hunkered down together for yet another download as we process what happened this past weekend at Circuit of the Americas. We're getting ready to go into Richmond this weekend. Ross Chastain getting win one of his NASCAR Cup Series career in in spectacular fashion. Coming down to a move that moved A.J. Allmendinger out of the way into Alex Bowman. And A.J. Allmendinger spinning spinning out. Uh, Alex Bowman finishing in second. It's been a lot of discussion amongst NASCAR fans during the week of was the move too aggressive? Was Ross in the right? Was he in the wrong? Is there going to be payback going forward? Here's the bottom line. It was a great weekend of racing in Coda. The weather was great. We saw what this next-gen car can do on this massive road course down there in Austin, Texas. And it also got the fans worked up and talking NASCAR racing and and looking forward to the races that are coming up. We'll talk more about that here in a second. But it was a great weekend for Ross Chastain. It was a great weekend for Justin Marks and Trackhouse Racing. Um, In case you missed it, Justin joined us on Tuesday. And he was on NASCAR Live Tuesday. There are there are some elements to that interview that were left on the cutting room floor. We're getting ready to play you those. But what about Justin Marks and Pitbull and everybody at Trackhouse Racing, including Ty Norris, what they've put together 
Justin told us they've got they've got a staff of 128 people compared to the hundreds at, say, the Hendricks and the Gibbs and the Penske's and all that. They have maximized their folks. And, and that's one of the things that, that caught my attention. When we talked about the debut of the next-gen race car, it was all about who's going to step up. Will there be some teams that have had challenges? Who is going to seize the opportunity? In my opinion, Trackhouse Racing has done a spectacular job of seizing opportunity. Daniel Suarez has run up front for the last month. Ross has finished in the top three, and he was able to take that one step forward and get that win. But it just doesn't start with the fast cars on the racetrack. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. It starts at the shop, behind the scenes, and it starts with the culture of Trackhouse Racing, which is one of many things that Justin Marks addressed with us when he joined us on NASCAR Live Tuesday. You mentioned culture. What is the culture of track house racing and where did it develop? Well, I mean, I think that, you know, for me, it was recognizing an opportunity that this car um, gives us the opportunity to sort of like, you know, sort of hit a reset switch in the sport and, and challenge what a race team is fundamentally top to bottom, front to back. Why do we do things the way that we do them? Why why is workflow set up this way? Why is the workforce set up this way? And, um, you know, and for us, it's it's like I, I, I've set out my crusade is to really build a team is to really, really build a team. And that means you know, motivating people, everybody in different departments getting to know each other means investing in their lives and investing in, you know, who they are and what motivates them and and just creating a really, really fun and rewarding place to work. And I think that if I do my job in creating that, that's kind of what Trackhouse is about, about, at least inside the walls here, uh, you're going to get the best work out of everybody. And we've got, you know, 128 really talented people here. And so my mission is just to try to create a place when everybody walks in in the morning, they get excited when they wake up in the morning to go to work at track house and they get excited not only about you know a place where they're appreciated and a place that's that's a fun place to work but also recognize that we have an opportunity to upset the apple cart we have an opportunity here to to, to do something and to establish a new team at the top of this game and i think that's exciting for all of us and that's what we're invested in chatting with justin marks track house racing ross chastain going to victory lane over the weekend at coda you know there are some folks that don't know you used to drive we that have been around the sport for a long time Remember when you raced, you've raced in trucks, cup, Xfinity series, you raced in Arca. I remember having a conversation with you when you drove Chip's Xfinity car at Mid Ohio years ago. Uh, you're climbing mountains. You were you're you're into that and, and you're into all this, all this fitness and all this, and then all of a sudden, you're gonna become a cup car owner. Where did those cup car owning aspirations begin? Like when was the first time you gave it some serious consideration about, you know what, I may want to jump into the ownership ranks? Well, I mean, I think the short answer is the new car. The longer answer is that, you know, it was something that was building over time because I've I've never lost the passion and desire to to try to ride this sport all the way to the top, to try to realize, you know, experience the very, very top pinnacle of, of this sport. But I mean, 
you know, I'm 41. And, and so th these, this thought started happening around 36, 37. Everyone started getting younger. I was bringing my own funding to most of my rides. And it was sort of like, well, I, am I ever going to win a Daytona 500? The dream was still there, but the, the day came where, you know, I, I had to, I had to look myself in the mirror and ask myself, you know, where can I attribute my skill set and my desires, um, you know, to give myself the best opportunity to, to see the very top of the sport. And to me, it was, it was ownership. And, and um, you know, because I've always I mean, I have a great, great business up here in Mooresville at the, at the GoPro Motorplex and obviously own World of Outlaw Sprint Car teams and, and um, uh, K&N Pro Series teams uh, and was successful in that. So, I mean, I always wanted to go cup racing, but the barrier of entry was so high. I mean, you know, you, you, the guys that were coming in and, you know, Furniture Row, you know, Barney Visser at Furniture Row and, and just, and, you know, I was partners with Harry Scott and I saw the troubles that he went through and how hard it was for him to just try to, I mean, shoot, crack the top 30 and in, in, in how much money and time he was putting into. So that was never really interesting to me, but the new car represented a window of opportunity, right? Because I see this, I saw this car and I met with NASCAR and really challenged them on exactly what this vision was and if they were going to execute this vision like I thought it needed to be executed. And when I felt like they were, and I really understood what this car was about, I saw that as an opportunity for me to come in and invest in the things I was just talking about, workforce motivation and workflow and challenging the status quo and disrupting different you know things and bringing a new element that you know all that could be success and that I could be able to compete against. I'll never have the money that you know Penske Racing or a Hendrick Hendrick Racing does, um, but I'll bet on myself to cultivate a workforce of positive, motivated, talented people and give them the tools they need to be successful. I saw that as my opportunity, and so when I realized that they were going to do this car and I met with uh, Mr. France and everybody and, and felt confident that they were going to um, execute this car the right way. Then I pushed all my chips in. And it's obviously paid dividends literally as most recently as Sunday. You talked about your drivers, Daniel Suarez, Ross Chastain. What do you like about them? What makes them the perfect fit for Trackhouse? And what makes them the best drivers or some of the best drivers in the Cup Series right now? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're hungry. Um, they've, they have, uh, they're very, very eager to prove themselves uh, in this sport as, as race winning drivers. They've got the talent to be able to do it. Uh, they just need the opportunity. And, and um, you know, I, I've, I have, I've raced against Daniel uh, for a number of years and I've, I've raced against a known Ross for almost 10 years. And, and uh, so I know that these are two guys that have the talent to get it done. And, um, I'm, I was just really excited from day one to have the opportunity to put Daniel in the 99 last year and really excited about the opportunity to, um, to retain Ross through the buyout of Chip Ganassi. And, and um, uh, it's just a belief in, in those guys believe in themselves. They know they can do it. Um, and they've got the work ethic and the desire and the focus and dedication to, to do it. And so my job is just to put them in the best possible, possible position. Plus, they're just two great people. They're just two great human beings. I mean, they're humble. They're appreciative of the opportunity. They're fun to be around. They work hard. Um, and those, you know, like I said, those are the kinds of people we want to be associated with. That is Justin Marks. He and Pitbull owners of Trackhouse Racing, Ross Chastain, Daniel Suarez, things over there looking to be purring along quite nicely. We'll see what they have for him coming up this weekend at Richmond. We wish them the best. Ross now qualified for the playoffs. Daniel Suarez trying to get that win and get into the 2022 NASCAR Cup Series playoffs as well. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a show dedicated to spotlighting the short track community across the country. Offering a new show every Thursday on the Motor Racing Network's YouTube channel, this show has it covered. Hosted by Chris Wilner and myself, Kyle Rickey, NASCAR Coast to Coast offers insightful interviews and fun deep dives into the what, when, why, and hows of grassroots racing in America. This show serves the heart of racing from coast to coast. 
So we mentioned that we're headed off to Richmond this weekend, and we've got a great weekend of racing. Looks like it's going to be a fun time down there in Richmond. We obviously have the NASCAR Cup Series in play. We've got the NASCAR Xfinity Series in play. The trucks are off this week. But joining us in Richmond will be the Wheel and Modified Tour. This is a this is a tour of race cars that is predominantly based in the Northeast. They venture south a handful of times a, a year. And this is a group of people that love to race. Um, these are folks that spend their days laboring at their jobs. But when it's off time, it's to their garage. It's to their race shop to prepare these modifieds to race week in and week out. Now, their season's off to a rather halting start. They opened the season at New Smyrna uh, during speed weeks when we were there at Daytona International Speedway. They were at New Smyrna Speedway, about 15 minutes away from the big track. Well, they've been off ever since, and they're getting ready for race two this weekend. So we figured that we'd check in with Justin Bonsignor. He's three-time Wheeland Modified Tour champion. Matter of fact, he's won the last two, three of the last four. While he's not had much success at Richmond last year due to mechanical, and he had a challenging start to the season. He's a superstar of that series, and we're so glad that he's joining us on the hotline right now. Justin, welcome to NASCAR Live Wide Open. How are you? Good, Mike. Thanks for having me on. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to come and talk modified racemanship and get uh, get some exposure for our series on a, on a big upcoming weekend for us. How big is this weekend for you folks when you venture south of the Mason-Dixon line? Yeah, it's, it's always big when we can get to a Cup Companion weekend. Um, you know, this is a... Only the second time back in a long time for our series to Richmond, but last year Richmond hosted a great event. The facility was amazing. Everybody was very welcoming. Good crowd for our series. And, um, you know, I think if we can continue to have this on our schedule, it'll trend more and more to the popularity that uh, New Hampshire has for our series each and every year and, and can, can build that history um, and build that, uh, you know, that big hype that comes with the modifieds when we come to these big events. So. Um, I think it's great. We have a few races in the state of Virginia. We can build our fan base down there. And, and now with flow racing coverage, uh, it only just puts more and more eyes on our series, which is great. So let, let's start generally, like broad brush, the Wheeland Modified Tour. There's a lot of race fans that have heard of it, but haven't necessarily taken it in or seen it. Give us a little lay of the land of the Wheeland Modified Tour. How many races a year do you folks have? What kind of races do you folks have over the course of the season? Yeah, so this year we have a 16-race schedule. Uh, I believe it's at uh, 13 different racetracks, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we go to a lot of different facilities, Martinsville, Richmond, New Hampshire, are our big key events. We, we open the season for the first time at New Smyrna this year. Uh, we go anywhere from a quarter-mile bullring uh, at Riverhead and on Long Island and Manadnock in, in New Hampshire, all the way up to, to Loudoun at the one-mile track. So a lot of different types of facilities, great hard-nosed race in the series. It's full of... Uh, of, of just diehard racers. There are nine to five guys that uh, work in the garage after hours and and put their cars together like just short track racers and, and go out and, and put on good events. Our, our series uh, with the open wheels and the big Nerf bars create good, hard-nosed, aggressive racing. Um, and it's just uh, got a really good group of people and it's a it's good, good series to be a part of. NASCAR does a great job of, uh, of keeping everybody honest and keeping everybody on the same playing field. And it just produces great racing. Our cars are... Are, um, are like nothing else. It's really a niche in the Northeast, but I think more and more, uh, more eyes that get on it, people tend to love it uh, every time they see a race. You just mentioned something that has always appealed to me. You know, the, the, the appeal is in the Arkham Menard series, but it's also in the Wheel and Modified series. You talk about the nine to fivers. You get done with your day job, you go home, you tinker around in the garage, you get a modified prepared, and then go to the racetrack. 
on the weekend. That's almost like the fabric of that series and has been ever since that series came online. It sure has. I mean, there's there's a handful of teams, my team included, that have a full-time crew chief. It's uh, a lot of the top uh, top teams uh, do have that in this day and age, but every other crew guy on, on the team and, and all, all the drivers included are, are all are all just uh, normal normal guys that uh, they get together on the weekend and, and go racing and we race each other's guts out. But at the same time, we can all uh, you know have a have a beer together while we while we hang out and load up and, and talk about uh, you know just how life's going in between races. And uh, it's a good 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 group of people. Uh, a lot of us drivers are friendly off the track, but we'll race each other's hearts out on the track, and it's just a lot of fun to be a part of. You mentioned New Smyrna Beach. That opened the season uh, back around Speed Weeks. And then you guys have been off for the last month, and you're getting ready to go for race two at Richmond. You talk, you talk about time spent away between races. What have you been up to you know, over the course of the last month, getting ready to go to Virginia? Yes, it was uh, it was a short turnaround for us uh, from last year to, to get down to Smyrna. A lot quicker than usual for our team. Uh, got down to Smyrna, was really excited. We uh, unfortunately broke a motor on lap 30. So we've been dead last in points and had that on our mind for the last uh, seven weeks. Um, had a little bit of a vacation during speed weeks. We stayed after that and just took in the, the entire speed weeks at Smyrna and just hung out in the nice Florida weather. And since then, just been home home working. The guys have been working on the cars, getting everything uh, you know ready for Richmond. And then after this, we're off again for another six or seven weeks until uh, the middle of May. So it, it's definitely a slow start to the, seri- to the season this year. But uh, you know, to start at Smyrna and follow it up with Richmond, it's, um, it's all it all makes it worth it to get on the stages that we're on. So um, we're just hoping for a good run this weekend, dig ourselves out of the hole we put ourselves in, and um, then continue to get ready for the next stretch. Because I think after once we start up in May, we we race three times, uh, three straight weekends. So um, it's going to get hectic quick for us. All right. So when we go under the lights Friday night at Richmond, what are what are some of the challenges that are thrown a team's way, but also what are some opportunities that could fall a team's way as well on that three-quarter mile D-shaped racetrack? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough racetrack. Uh, it doesn't have a lot of grip. The pavement's old and the tires wear out really quick. So um, to get a handle on a race car, we fought that. I mean, we were really fast last last fall, but we fought just getting the car to be comfortable and, and being able to last on tires for, for a long extended period of time. But it's, on the same token, um, typically in our races, we only have uh, one set of tires in the pits for a pit stop, but with the excessive tire wear, NASCAR allows us two sets of tires. So it just opens up more strategy, uh, gives opportunities for teams that maybe, uh, you know, try and try and stay out at one point in the race, stay on a lead lap, and then are the only guys left late in the race that might have a set of tires in the pits. So it definitely has a wide variety of strategy, this, this race. It's still a fairly short race for, for our series, but um, it, it just... Uh, makes it exciting i think uh, the fans have a little more to follow along with and gives the crew chief some options and and just makes for more uh, more entertainment because of the nature of richmond chewing up tires are you forced into taking care of yours perhaps maybe keeping that keeping that last set in your back pocket in case you need them and if so how does one go about doing that at a track like richmond yeah it's definitely tough i mean 150 lap race you kind of split it into uh 50 lap segments and then hope that you get a caution but um you know unfortunately we broke last year pretty pretty early in the race and um didn't really get to see how our car was on the pit stop but it's just just biding your time not uh you know getting the car pointed straight and and rolling into the throttle and not just being just not being aggressive uh early in the race and then just hoping you make the right adjustments uh throughout the pit stops to keep up with the racetrack as the rubber gets put down and 
um, that's uh, it's just constant communication between you and your crew chief and making sure we, we stay on top of the right adjustment uh, each time we come down pit road. Other than you and your team, who are some of the folks we need to keep tabs on Friday night? Who do you think is going to be a factor in this thing? Yeah, it's um, it's always tough. You never know. There's a handful of guys that ran really well last time. We don't always have uh, full-time guys that that are the guys that are you know the guaranteed winners. Uh, Ronnie Williams comes to mind. He ran really well last year at this event. Um, but as far as the guys chasing the points, I'd say John McKennedy and, and Ron Silk are going to be uh, going to be some of the guys to beat. Donnie Lee is back uh, in the series part time this year. This will be his first race. Jimmy Blewett. Uh, Eric Goodell, there's just a handful of guys that uh, if, if all the strategy goes their way, um, they could easily easily win the race. So um, that's what makes it exciting. There's there's seems to, you know, the same guys tend to always win, it seems, but there's always guys, if some couple different things go a different way, uh, could easily win races. So um, we'll see. That's why we run the race, and we're, we're excited to see what, uh, what the Friday night brings. And that's why we are excited to get there. I've had this one checked on my schedule for a long time. Can't wait to do the modifieds. Going to be able to do them Friday night. Of course, you can hear it on Motor Racing Network and also watch it on Flow Racing, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. Justin, appreciate you joining us. Love the perspective. Can't wait to see you and the rest of the Mod Squatters on the racetrack on Friday. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be on, and we'll uh, look forward to seeing you there. That is Justin Bonsignor again. 6.30 p.m. Eastern, Flow Racing, Motor Racing Network, live coverage from Richmond Raceway coming up this weekend. It's going to be a fun weekend. If you're in the Richmond area, come out and join us Friday night under the lights. Maybe a little crisp. Might want to bring a jacket. Might want to bring a little blanket. But uh, the Mod Squad always puts on great racing. Or as a listener that I talked with earlier this week, call them the Tour Cars coming down to Richmond this weekend. Let's get some odds going in to the Toyota Owners 400 race weekend. We bring in producer Trey to uh, disclose what's on Las Vegas's mind as we head in this weekend. Trey, what do you have for us? So Mike, before we get into the odds for Richmond, I want to focus on one other thing going back to the chat we had with Justin Marks and about track house racing and everything they've got going this year with Ross Chastain getting his first win, running up front seemingly every race so far and now being qualified for the playoffs. And maybe I'm just a prisoner of the moment, but I think so far, if you were going to power rank the drivers in the 2022 season, Ross Chastain would be number one. No we question. Have, we have to see if this continues, but I don't think it's far-fetched to call Ross Chastain a dark horse contender to get to the championship four in Phoenix in November. We're going to have to see how things play out. Things are going to change, especially with this new car, but he's definitely someone to keep your eye on, and Vegas already has their eyes on Ross Chastain. Mike, if you were to bet on Ross Chastain to win the NASCAR Cup Series championship in February before the Daytona 500, his odds were plus 15,000 or 150 to 1. Wow. Ross Chastain today is now down to plus 1,600 or 16 to 1. His odds, uh, basically he is almost 10 times more likely to win the championship now as he was before the Daytona 500, according to Vegas. So if you had any kind of inkling, if you thought Ross Chastain would be a breakout guy, if you just you know were taking a flyer on him, I'd be interested to know. Uh, you can tweet us. You can tweet me at TD Experience or tweet uh, at MRN as well, and just let us know if you thought Ross Chastain was going to be this good because – that would definitely be a heck of a ticket right now that you'd be you'd be looking at plus fifteen. 
thousand to win the championship. Can you imagine that? If you laid down a hundred on Ross Chastain to start the season, you know what? Let me pick a guy to win the title. Uh, you know what? Let me take a long shot. We we knew someone was going to step up. I didn't realize it was going to be Ross Chastain and Trackhouse that was going to step up with this car. Now they've established consistency. Question is, can they maintain that consistency? through good finishes throughout the year. I mean, he started dead last. He finished last in the 500, mm-hmm. and then Fontana had his challenges as well, and then now he's fifth in points. He, I believe, is a force to be reckoned with. The question is how much of a force will he be? Uh, he will have to be dealt with over the course of the season, and then when we get to the playoffs, when they begin. So now let's look at this weekend, the Toyota Owners 400 Sunday at Richmond, and it seemed like we were on a streak there of Kyle Larson being the betting favorite every single week. But he is not this week again. It is once again for the second week in a row, Chase Elliott. And that's a little bit surprising to me. Has not uh, won on an oval since he won the championship race at Phoenix in 2020. So very interesting that Chase Elliott is the favorite this weekend at Richmond at plus 800. Has shown consistency this year, but has not been leading a ton of laps every week. Kyle Larson, who has won at Richmond before, is plus 900. And Martin Truex Jr., who has won three of the last five races at Richmond, is plus 900. But for my pick, I'm going to go with Joey Logano. Joey Logano won the only, I guess, pseudo short track race this season when he won at the Coliseum in February for the first race with this next-gen car. He's won at Richmond in the past. Penske has been good at Richmond in recent years. He's plus 1,100. He's my official pick, but I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Gibbs Racing and the Toyotas turn things around this weekend. As far as a long shot goes, I'm going with Austin Dillon. RCR, they've shown a lot of speed this year with Tyler Reddick having a chance to win multiple times. Austin Dillon finished second at Fontana. Dillon is plus 5,000, and he has shown speed at Richmond in the past, has ran up front there. I'm going with Austin Dillon as my long shot this weekend at Richmond, plus 5,000. But it's going to be interesting to see things play out at our first true short track of 2022. Yes, we'll wait and see how it all unfolds together. Some interesting odds and some interesting picks right there. We wish you the best as you uh, consider wagering some units this weekend in the Toyota Owners 400 race weekend. will again start Friday night under the lights. The Wheeland Modified Tour. Virginia is for Racing Lovers 150. Saturday, doubleheader action. NASCAR Cup Series practice and poll qualifying coverage 1030 a.m. Eastern followed by the NASCAR Xfinity Series, Toyota Care 250. That's coming up at 1 Eastern. And then Sunday, our coverage will begin with NASCAR Live Race Day at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. That will lead you into race seven of the season and the first of three short track races in a row. We're Richmond this weekend, Martinsville the following, and then Bristol Dirt after that. The Toyota Owners 400 coming your way from Richmond Raceway. We, of course, will be back to chat about it Tuesday night with NASCAR Live at 7 p.m. Eastern. And then we'll meet you right back here one week from today, heading into that race at Martinsville. For producer Trey and the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Hope you've enjoyed this episode, and we'll look forward to catching up with you later on after we head to Richmond Raceway for the Toyota Owners 400 Race Weekend. We'll chat with you all later. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. 
From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a show dedicated to spotlighting the short track community across the country. Offering a new show every Thursday on the Motor Racing Network's YouTube channel, this show has it covered. Hosted by Chris Wilner and myself, Kyle Rickey, NASCAR Coast to Coast offers insightful interviews and fun deep dives into the what, when, why, and hows of grassroots racing in America. This show serves the heart of racing from coast to coast. Do you have an unused car, truck, motorcycle, boat, or RV taking up space? Put it to good use by donating it to the NASCAR Foundation. Proceeds help fund medical resources for children in our racing community. Your wheels can heal. Call 844-NASCAR-9 and we'll come tow away your vehicle for free. The process is quick and your gift is tax deductible. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to donate your vehicle to the NASCAR Foundation today. Your donation will help our children survive and thrive. 